This I Work For Him podcast is brought to you by the Pocket Testament League. Visit ptl.org for practical resources and encouragement to help you share your faith. ptl.org. Hey, welcome to I Work For Him this afternoon as we broadcast you from Littleton, Colorado, backdropped with snow-capped mountains. It's beautiful outside. We love it. And we're here to capture what the Lord is doing, courtesy of Marketplace Chaplains and our good friend, Jeff Reinhardt. We're going to get to Jeff in just a minute. But Martha, we are really trying to grow our podcast podcast audience across the country. How can people sign up for our podcast? Well, we are, Jim. Where can they find it? Well, if they go to our I Work For Him website, iworkforhim.com, there is a podcast page, and on that is all the links for all of the different platforms that we're currently on. So you can go there and simply um, click on that link, and it will take you to subscribe. But uh, the reason we are doing this, why we podcast every show, is we know that people can't always tune in, that their schedule doesn't allow them to hear the show. They mean people don't just stop everything they're doing? Apparently not. Well, there's, we stream it two, three, four, five and 6 o'clock Eastern, why can't they just stop their life? Well, apparently, unless you're my mom and dad, they do. They listen every day. The funniest thing we heard previously in Loveland, Colorado, was the fact that people listen to me at 1.5. When they yes. play the podcast. Yes. You That's can speed up the podcast. So if Jim is not talking fast enough now, you can speed it up and listen to it even faster. But just go out to your favorite podcast platform, type in I work for him, the number four, and you should find our podcast and subscribe. That would be fantastic. All right. So here's one of the things we've learned and understood over the last six years. When an organization grows and a Jesus following leader or business owner says, hey, I want to be able to minister all the people underneath me, but I don't have time anymore. I got too many people that can't get done. That's when that organizational leader, long before they get to the point, they need to learn about the value of chaplaincy. And so we are partnering up today with Marketplace Chaplains to capture some stories here in Littleton, Colorado. And they arranged for us to occupy some uh, some great conference space from Red Rocks Credit Union. Mm-hmm. So if you're in this area, you need to check out Red Rocks Credit Union because they're doing a great job. And they give us free conference space. Really That's great. Lovely. And free air conditioning. It's really fantastic. Jeff Reinhardt, you have been with Marketplace Chaplains a number of years already. What is it about chaplaincy that transforms an organization? It's an amazing transformation, Jim. We look at the opportunity for a chaplain to go in and build a face-to-face relationship with employees. The nice thing about that is it allows them to, them being the employee, to have a platform of confidentiality where they can share pretty much all of life's struggles. 265 million people went to work in the U.S. today, and I'll guarantee you every one of them had a problem. <laughs> Most of them have 15. Well, they're all human. All those 265 million, they're all human. Exactly. So they have issues. So what happens is they will sit at their workstation or on their laptop, on their computer, uh, in, the, in the warehouse, wherever they are, and they will focus on those 15 problems. And they will let that thing just become a uh, pretty much a focal point of their entire week. So by seeing a chaplain just once or twice a week, they have that opportunity to unload. And it's a confidential place to let them be free. And those are often conversations that the employee would never have with a business owner or organizational leader, right? Exactly. Exactly. Uh, if they would have it with the business owner, the opportunity for that business owner to say, you don't fit in my organization, you need to leave, is always there. So we have to be very careful. And that's why we're so confidential. So if you run an organization or if you own a business, you need a chaplain. Please check out Marketplace Chaplains online, mchapusa.com, mchapusa.com. 
ChuckUSA.com. Jeff, why don't you introduce our first two guests for the first half of the show? I would like to. Thank you very much. And uh, I'd like to introduce my friend Dale Haas. Dale is the CEO of uh, AIS Industrial Supply here in Denver. And uh, Dale has been a, uh, uh, a brief member with us since uh, about a year now. And uh, we're just thrilled to be able to serve in his establishment. And Chaplain Tom Williams is with us. Tom has been uh, a chaplain with us twice, uh, once from 95 to 98 down in Texas, and then again since 2015 here in the Denver area. Well, well, fantastic. Tom and Dale, welcome to I Work For Him. Thank you. Thank you. All right, so we always said, Dale, we'll, get, well, Martha, go ahead. Yeah, I was just going to ask, you know, one of the things that we love to do is let our listeners learn a little bit about your faith walk so that they kind of know who it is we're talking to today and what God's been doing in your life. So let's start with you, um, Dale Haas. Tell us how you became a follower of Jesus Christ. Well, I was fortunate to grow up in a Christian home. My parents, um, from an early age, that was their main focus in life, was making sure that their kids knew the Lord. So, Mm. you know, my mom started talking to me when I was very young. She taught, uh, they're called Good News Clubs. I remember about that. I remember sitting in the Good News Clubs, seeing the missionary stories done on flannel graphs and just hearing the stories. And I became a Christian when I was five years old. I went to um, a Christian school from kindergarten through high school, the same school that all of my siblings attended, and then I went to Christian college. Um, so I've known the Lord my, my whole life. So all of my you know, rebellion times and moving away from the Lord, I was still a Christian. Mm-hmm. Uh, moved out to Colorado in uh, 1985 to work for the family business. My grandfather. So moving to Colorado wasn't a rebellion. That was actually came for work. <laughs> yeah, well, it, it was. I went to school in Santa Barbara. I graduated. I didn't really know what I wanted to do. And my brother Chris said, "Well, I'll go work for Grandpa and, and get some experience in the company." So, came out in '85. I had graduated from Westmont College with a math degree. I started working for the business. Started to get interested in it, and went back to Metro State College and got my accounting degree. And probably a couple of years after moving to Colorado, I started attending church again. Mm-hmm. I went to uh, Cherry Hills Community Church and just felt, you know, a real passion again for the Lord and, and um, reconnected my faith and, and met my, my wife there. Um, got married in 1989. We met at the singles group at Cherry Hills Community Church. Nice. So. That's very good. Well, give a shout out to your wife. What's your wife's first name? Rebecca. Rebecca. So it'll be our 30th anniversary this year. Well, congratulations. That's awesome. So talk to us. So you went to go work for Grandpa. Was Grandpa a Jesus follower? He was not. Uh, my mom was, was really the only Christian out of that family, and she became a Christian later in life. She grew up attending the Methodist church. I, I don't really know what mm-hmm. my grandfather's faith was. It wasn't something that he talked about a lot. His focus was business. So at what point in time did you do that connection thing between your faith and your work? As you came to work underneath Grandpa, you learned the business. And, and by the way, you can check out AIS online, toolsforconstruction.com, toolsforconstruction.com right here out of Denver, Colorado. W- when did you make that connection and said and found realized that, wow, I can be a, 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 an industrial supply guy and give glory to God? Well, early on, I realized that I was reaching the end of my strengths of what I could accomplish and I needed the Lord day to day to get the work done with everything that was thrown at me because I early on started taking on responsibility from my uncle Kobe as you know he had been running the business for a long time and was ready to offload some responsibilities Mm -hmm. 
So I started taking on a lot of things at a pretty young age, and I needed the Lord's help to get through that and to just help me. So there were so many times where I would just say, Lord, I cannot do this. I need your help. And, you know, through him, we were able to accomplish things that I never could have on my own. Wow. You know, and you you just put that in perspective. You just, you probably hate to imagine what it would be like if you weren't relying on him. Exactly. Where you would be today. So, Tom Williams, you are um, also, a, you're a chaplain with Marketplace Chaplains. Um, tell our listeners just quickly your faith story, how you became a follower of Jesus. Well, I was fortunate enough to have a family that took me to church regularly. And in that regular process, we were involved in going to doing different things in the church life. Uh, in one year, when I was 11 years old, we went to a Billy Graham crusade. And we were sitting in the congregation. And when Billy Graham gave the testimony, asked for us to make a testimony of, of our life and mm-hmm. come forward, I was able to I walked forward that night and found out later that my older brother had walked forward, my mother had walked forward, and my father had walked forward. And wow, it was, that's it, cool. It, it was it was really, it, it, I didn't know it at the time. It was just one of those things. But up until that 11-year-old time, my parents were taking me to church and doing those different things. And then from 11 going forward, it's like I found it was so important to have God available to me on a regular basis. And I knew that he was there with me. I knew that he was there for every decision I made, and I was able to do, you know, to draw my strength from him as a young child. And then growing up through high school, my home church started a college and majored in science. And I thought, okay, that's the direction I'm going because my dad was a pharmacist and I wanted to follow in his footsteps. And then about my junior year of college, I felt God say to me, Tom, what are you going to do for me for the rest of your life? And and so it was really important for me to figure out, okay, what does that mean? So I started asking everybody under the sun, how do I know what God wants me to do? And from there, I went uh, to finish school and went, okay, that's not what I'm going to major in. Went to seminary, you know, and from there, every day, every so often, God would open a door, close a door awesome. and allow me to. And marketplace is just one of those ways. Mm-hmm. But I love the fact that you and your mom and your dad and your brother all came to Christ at the same time. That's fantastic. How did the Lord move you into chaplaincy? What was it about chaplaincy you said, that's something I want to do? Well, all my life, I've enjoyed visiting with people and spending time with them and just sitting down with them and hearing their story and allowing that to open itself up to a God conversation. You know, I, I learned a long time ago, it's God doesn't call us to become successful. He calls us to try, and through that trying, we become successful. Well, what does that mean? That means if I live my life in such a way that people can see a light or see Jesus in me, then God will open up those opportunities, and it's not my responsibility to make those opportunities. It's God's. I just have to be available. Mm. In Marketplace Chaplains, what I'm able to do is just talk with people where they are, and as relationships develop, to be able to spend time with them and hear their story, whatever's going on in their life. And, you know, I was at Dale's place the other day, and I talked to some of his employees and walked around the corner and heard one of the new employees ask an older employee, who was that? And the guy goes, oh, that's our pastor. And I went, wow, that's cool that they see something that I'm trying to portray yeah. And so over time, hmm. it'll allow me the opportunity to speak into their lives, not as a 
Bible-thumping believer, but as someone who's living their life and allowing them to walk right. through walk through things together. So Dale Haas from AIS Industrial, find him online, toolsforconstruction.com. How did you come to the conclusion that you needed a chaplain? I mean, have you, you've been with the business for 33 years, I think you said. Have you had a chaplain all along? No, it's only been about a year that we've had uh, a chaplain. So what brought about that room? That's a big change. Well, we're a member of a a marketing group that helps independent distributors compete against the big box chains. It's called uh, Affiliated Distributors, AD. And the leader of that uh, organization, uh, the CEO, his name is Bill Weisberg. And he came to faith himself probably about five years ago. And he's started since then to really infuse his faith through the organization. Uh, in our fall meetings, when we meet, we have a, a breakfast meeting where breakfast, uh, anybody that's a Christian can go. It's an interfaith community breakfast. And we, we sit around tabletops and we share how do we use our faith in the workplace. And at one of those fall meetings, I learned about Marketplace Chaplains. It was a new vendor that had joined AD, found out what it was, and I said, oh, well, I need to do that. I've always shared with my employees when they had something going on and they came into my office. I was always willing to talk, to pray with them and and things like that. But hearing about the confidentiality and the fact that they could tell chaplains anything and just another resource. And at the time, actually, that I thought about bringing them on, we had a, a gal whose grandmother had just died and she was distraught. Mm-hmm. And ju- I just thought, wow, it'd be really nice if she had an additional resource to talk to. How many employees do you have? We have about 45 employees. So it's, it's quite a bit, 45 employees. So when you um, decided to take that step and add um, chap, a chaplain, on, which you have a male and a female, we and do. we're going to be talking to both of them today. Um, when you made that decision, how did you present that to your employees? To walk us through that. What did it look like and how did they receive it? I think I uh, sent out an email. I sent out some information. I think at first they didn't quite understand uh-huh. what is this. I, I talked one-on-one with some individual people that I, I knew had a faith background themselves, and they all said, well, that sounds pretty cool. But I don't think people really understood it until the chaplain started coming around and, and they got to see the consistency you know, it takes a while to get to know someone to break down sure, barriers. Yes. So it, it's just a gradual thing. It's something that you look up. Oh, Tom's there. Oh, Stacy's there. And you see him walk around the office. They, they pop their head in, say, you got anything that you need prayer for? So I've utilized it a lot myself just with things I have going on to talk with them that day. Jeff Reinhardt. One of the fun things that uh, we do is we do startup meetings for all employees at the locations of new company clients. So when you're getting going on, when you first go in, you we introduce, introduce yourself. All right. That's right. And we tell them a little bit about the program. We uh, emphasize it's voluntary. They don't have to participate if they don't want to. We emphasize it's confidential, that we are not going to rat them out to the, uh, the president or the owner of the company, the HR manager. We, uh, we emphasize that there are things that we will require of you, and one of those is you're not going to harm yourself. You're not going to harm anybody in the company. You're not, not going to damage company equipment, or you're not going to uh, break a major law or uh, abuse uh, situations. Those are the five things that we have some exemption to, and we will take advantage of that if there is a situation that's bad. 
But um, we were introducing ourselves in our startup meeting with the AIS, and one lady was like, nope, we're not talking to them. I don't want to talk to them. I don't want to be around them. I don't want anything to do with them. And about two weeks later, our uh, female chaplain, Stacy, um, had a breakthrough with this lady. And that was the end of that opposition. And I would say out of the 45 employees at AIS, we have a wonderful mix of folks that are participating in the program. That's so fabulous. So what kinds of, what feedback do you get? I mean, do you get, number one, um, I guess I was thinking about this when you were first introducing it. Was it hard for you to let go of that kind of role? Or was it freeing for you to know that, that people, instead of coming to you, had someone else that they could confide in? No, I think it was. It's just supplemental. I I don't think I've had any less interaction in in talking about faith with employees. It's just an additional resource, mm-hmm. and it's a confidential resource. There's things they can talk about with the chaplains that they would never talk about with me. So, that's awesome. Tom Williams, you've been a chaplain a total of six or seven years in your life. You've been back here in the Denver area for for going on four years. Talk. There's a lot of people listening to the show today that are thinking this chaplaincy thing is curious to me about becoming a chaplain. Talk to the people. Why would somebody want to become a chaplain? I, I look forward. I served on church staff for a number of years, and one of the things you miss on church staff is you end up working with just your church family mostly. Well, what I saw in the chaplain program was the opportunity to get outside the church four walls and to go into an industry, go into the marketplace and talk to people and touch their lives in a different way, not knowing their background, not knowing anything about them, but just coming there to be alongside them and to share in their journey and see how I can be an assistance to them or help to them or a listening ear or whatever. So do you run it? I mean, you, you got friends, peers your age. Have you, have you recruited some chaplains to jump in with you guys at Marketplace Chaplains? We've recruited a few. I mean, it, it sounds like just a phenomenal opportunity. I mean, you get, you get paid to just develop relationships and minister to people. I mean, just to, to pray with people when they want to. I mean, you got a pretty cool job. Yeah, you get to go out and love on people like God told us to do. We're supposed to love on people, and we're not supposed to berate them, tear them down or anything, but to go out there and just be with them and share what's going on and hear what's going on in their life, share what's going on in your life, and just build some relationships that have nothing to do with your job or your church, but it's out there in the real world where people, they, they're looking for somebody they can trust and they can spend some time with uh, about everything that happens in their life. Jeff Reinhart, you are the executive director of operations for Marketplace Chaplains. You've got, I think you told me you have 40 chaplains right here in the greater Denver area. Correct. So that's a lot of people to keep track of, yet you said on an earlier show that you need more. More, always. We need more chaplains. We need female chaplains. Female chaplains are uh, kind of a unique beast. How's that? (laughs) I'm going to catch that. And that's why you have trouble getting female chaplains. No, I'm just kidding. That's amazing. (laughs) I've been married for this many years. Um, So what we look at is the ability for them to, for all chaplains, to just be able to have a conversation. One of the things I look for in an interview is I want to be able to sit there, look them in the eye, and I want to know 
where their heart is. And you can see their heart. You can see the eyes of Jesus. And you want to know that that is what is going to be portrayed to the people that we deal with at AIS and all the employees. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's an amazing, I mean, a chaplain has to have the gift of mercy. I mean, oh. they, I mean they really need to have that. That's why I probably won't be a chaplain. Um, I'm still working on that one. Martha's working on that one on me. I, I just love it. But if somebody wants to become a chaplain or figure out what it means to be a chaplain, how do they, they go to the website, mchapusa.com. Is there a certain spot on the website where they go to? There is. If they go to marketplaceministries.com, okay. they go to a separate tab. It's called Contact Us. They contact us, drop down to Available Positions, and then look at their area that they may uh, live in or want to serve in. And click on that, then follow the process through and fill out an initial application with us. Mm. And uh, then we, uh, we do our due diligence. We talk to them. We uh, meet with them. And, again, we develop that eye-to-eye, face-to-face relationship. And they check the FBI record and all the things. I'm sure that those are things that are all checked out. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, you're listening to I Work For Him as we broadcast you from Littleton, Colorado. Martha, it's gorgeous here, isn't it? It really is. And so one of the, you know, I was just thinking about the fact that you were saying you need chaplains here in this area. If people are looking to relocate and have a purpose and have something you know um, lined up when they get here maybe this is the the next steps for them that's right it's a far cry from florida it's a very different well, world they're just you can't compare them. no you can't you can't but i understand why people go to the beach and the mountains that's right I mean, there's both that's right and the mountains know, god here, god knew what he was the mountains doing. here are not like the georgia mountains these are the mountains that have snow on them all the almost all the time all right we are being hosted by marketplace chaplains check them out online mchapusa.com mchap USA.com. If you run an organization, you own a business, you you know what? If you have a church organization, you could probably use a chaplain on staff at a church too. It Maybe just it. gives you an ability to, well, we're going to jump over to Jeff Reinhardt with that one. Yeah. You guys have any chaplains at any churches? We do. I got to see, I got to believe that that would be a huge thing. Jeff Reinhardt as executive director of operations here in, in, for Marketplace Chaplains. You told me in the Denver area, you've got like 40 chaplains, but you're, I mean, how many people are you touching? We actually touch about 5,000 people in the uh, front range of Colorado and on up to... Uh, so that's 5,000 employees of those companies. 5,000 employees of those companies. Which then grows out into their families. Exactly. So we serve those 5,000. But if you multiply that by 2.8, which is kind of the average family... The 0.8 person is always so hard to find. I know. I know. They're young. <laughs> it's okay. Um, but you look at those folks and you can take that up to 15,000, 16,000 people yep. just in Colorado that we serve and we serve them 24 7 365 and you got the availability in montana and south dakota and wyoming as well i mean that's i we mean do. you're growing in all of those areas we do but you said north dakota's been left behind well north dakota was left behind uh but it was north dakota so it was okay but there's a million people that live there now when we left minnesota there was only three hundred thousand people in north dakota now there's a million people it is it's amazing what has happened in that that area with the oil fields. so if we can find somebody that wants to be a chaplain out there in the oil fields that you guys got some needs for that don't absolutely you? we have needs and we actually have uh chaplains serving in the fargo area on the, uh, eastern on the other side. side, that's on the you know it's close to yeah. Minnesota because right. Minnesota leaks over to Fargo. What makes Fargo good? That's yeah. right. Uh, okay, so let's talk about chaplaincy. You've got a couple of people that are with us on the show today. Why don't you reintroduce our guest and your other chaplain? Sure. Uh, our guest here is uh, Dale Haas, who is CEO of uh, AIS Industrial Supply, and uh, here in the Denver area. And Dale uh, uh, has about forty-five employees that we are uh, fortunate and uh, honored and humbled to serve. And uh, our chaplain joining us on this segment is Stacy 
uh, Cleary, and Stacy is uh, one of our uh, female chaplains that just is uh, an amazing soul. Stacy, you have the great privilege of being, I believe, the first female chaplain we've ever interviewed on I Work For Him. I'm honored by that. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. Well, hopefully you'll be the first of hundreds. That's what I'm I hoping. I hope so, too. Because, because we need female chaplains. <laughs> Well, say it again. We yeah. need female chaplains. So I'm going to come back to you in a second, Stacy. But Dale Haas, you've got 45 employees. We met Tom Williams, but both uh, Tom and Stacy frequent your business. That's correct. Yes, they come in uh, once a week and walk through the business and just talk to people. Who, whoever is available at the time. A lot of people are on the phone, but you know anybody that's got something on their mind, they're available there for them to talk to. What kind of impact? Did, did you start with just one chaplain or did you start with two chaplains right from the beginning? Well, we started with two chaplains right from the beginning. One with Stacy predominantly talking to the ladies and, and Tom talking to all the guys. What kind of impact are you seeing? You know, that's something that, that's subtle. It's not necessarily something that I hear about directly. Uh, Jeff gave me a kind of a summary of the impacts uh, that had happened over the year. And you know, again, because I don't, I don't hear about what is being talked about, uh, they have to be real careful about what they, sure. they report back to me. I've hear, heard you know, small snippets of people saying, hey, that's really cool. Like yesterday I was with one of our outside sales guys and he says, that's really neat that we have somebody walking through the building helping people out. You know, he had worked for a big company and, and they're way of working with that was giving people an 800 number they could call if they ever had something going on. But, but we have real living, living people coming through once a week that develop friendships and can talk to anybody about anything. Mm, that's so powerful. So Stacy Cleary, you are um, a chaplain at this organization. Yes. What led you? So you, you know, right away you were like, we need more female chaplains. So let's talk about that and how God led you to become a chaplain, because that might help our listeners to, you know, be thinking and being creative and stuff. So tell us your story. Well, I don't have the same story as Dale and Tom. I was not raised in the church. I didn't go to church as a kid. I, by myself, got saved at about 15 through New Life, but didn't live my life as a Christian, um, did all the things that a divorced family girl does, mm -hmm. and gratefully look back on it and see that Jesus was with me. Mm -hmm. even when I wasn't with him. But as I got older and more difficulties came into my life, I really saw how the world has been teaching women wrong about how to go about your life. And in so many ways. In so many ways. And it was driving me crazy. I did not like coming from a divorced family. It's not good for kids. And so, and I'd see my friends struggling. And when I did work, I saw coworkers struggling. And so as my kids got into full-time school, I thought, you know, I need to go give back. I heard a sermon at church about how you have such a circle of influence to help uh, people out there learn about Jesus and understand the loving way of him and how you can take that to your coworkers and your boss and loving your neighbor means your coworker and it means your boss who you're not happy with but you have to love them mm -hmm. and so and even marriages and stuff with women family and work and balancing it all was such a factor so um, my husband started chaplaining for jeff um, and i loved hearing his stories and so when it was time where i could 
kind of go back into the workforce, I thought, I'm going to do this. I'm going to check this out. This sounds really neat. And like you had said, Jim, it is going to visit your friends every day and establishing these wonderful relationships. And as time goes on, you get there, you say, hey, how did that happen? Or how'd that work out? Or how are you doing with this trouble or that problem? How's your husband doing? How are your kids? And it's just, it's, it's a wonderful thing to do with your life, to go help other women. So how does it fit into your um, situation? So people can just really kind of see it. Like you're, you have young children I still do. at home. I do. You have a seven-year-old. I do. So and, and three twi- boys, and, twins and who are twins. 15, uh, just finished freshman year of high school. Wow. <laughs> so they'll be driving next year. Uh, <laughs> they will. They will. So when I started this, to myself, to Jeff, to my husband, I said, my family's first. I said, but I will work when my kids are at school. Mm-hmm. If somebody's sick, I'm not going to go chaplain that day. But it's such flexible hours. You know, you have your certain companies who you're going to see how many hours a week you're going to work and that's what you do and you fit it into your own schedule. So it is by far the most magnificent job you could ever have when you want to prioritize your own family and your own children. Awesome. That is so great. So, and yet you are available 24 seven. So if there is something critical that comes up with one of these relationships that you've developed, you have this, um, that they know that you're available for Absolutely. them, right? Yes. And I've had many phone calls after hours, but I just excuse myself and I'll go up to the bedroom and just talk to the person. Mm-hmm. And so that still works. That's awesome. It still works. So I just want, I, I love kind of getting into there and seeing the picture of what that looks like, because that's how we're going to get more women chaplains mm-hmm. by them seeing that it can work. It can be flexible. It is a a huge blessing. Speak about how it has grown you through this process. I've had more growth since starting chaplaining than I've ever had in my entire walk with Jesus. It's just been a constant of being able to show the love of Jesus, but not preach to people. Just kind of try to be the example of what he's done for me. And hey, why don't you try doing this or try doing that or see about this with your husband or your kids, that kind of stuff. That's been the biggest growth. It's been such a blessing to me. And I'll come home and tell my husband all my stories and stuff. And he'll talk to me about it. We'll work through it. And he'll give me Bible verses Mm -hmm. that I'll bring to the person the next week that I go see them. And this is really going to help you. And to see a woman look at me and say, I'm so glad you came in today. I needed this so much. And one more thing from women, they need to be told they're pretty, they're smart, they're good moms, Mm -hmm. and it's important to be a good wife and what that looks like, you know, and what your husband needs. So it's, I, I cannot tell you enough how much I love what I do. I love what I do. Jeff is just bursting over here to say something. No, I, I, the big thing that we require or ask our chaplains to share with us are ministry stories every week. After their visits, they are confidential stories. They do not have any names. They don't have departments. We're lucky we get the company plugged mm-hmm. in there. Um, but Stacy can share with us some of the stories that she gives us. And they may be two, three, four sentences, but they impact 
impact what she does as a chaplain, how that is reported and influenced the life of that employee, and then the follow-up to it. And uh, some of these stories are phenomenal. Um, we've had abuse stories. We've had marital stories, uh, divorce stories. And, you know, we just had one that was just such a joy because it ended in a, a birth of a new baby. Mm-hmm. And uh, we were able to celebrate that as mm-hmm. well. So... Dale Haas, as the owner of AIS Industrial, found online, toolsforconstruction.com, toolsforconstruction.com. You just hearing Stacy talk, it's kind of made, I'm, I'm kind of jealous. I mean, she's got a pretty cool job. Have you ever thought maybe you should become a chaplain and sell the business? <laughs> I, I think the Lord has me right where he wanted me to be, to run the family business, and I'm able to impact, um, you know, the employees, the vendors, the customers that that we uh, interact with you know i think i'm right where i'm supposed to be do you have you know because it's been a family business and you mentioned he went to work for grandpa you helped your uncle take over certain spots have you is it does it continue to be a family business yeah my son taylor works for me and his wife carla also works for me any nieces or nephews join in the business or is it just your family now not yet just my family yeah there's some challenges that go along with running a family business. I want to touch on some of those because living out your faith and dealing with family all day long can also be some challenges, I'm sure. But I, I just, I love the whole chaplaincy thing, and I love the fact that you're loving on your people, Dale Haas, every day by bringing in chaplains. I mean, it's, they know that you love them because you're bringing chaplains, don't they? Yeah, it's just part of the, the benefits that we have as a company. It's listed on our, our list of benefits. So. Mm, it's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Jeff Reinhardt, you've gotten to hear a lot of stories as we've recorded with, with you with multiple people. What's your favorite part when you hear stories like this from guys like Dale Haas, who we're going to hear some more from him in a minute. What's your favorite part of hearing these stories? A person saved. Those are my all-time favorite stories. And I he- get to hear these from our chaplains, from our business owners. Did you know that I had Becky in accounting was came to Christ? Wow. That is so cool. Our job is to make heaven more crowded. And thanks to folks like these, we are uh, just uh, one person at a time. That's my favorite. Your job is to make heaven more crowded. I like that. That's wonderful. I'm pretty sure God's got expansion abilities. Yeah. I don't know if it'll be crowded. Although that, that new Jerusalem sounds very, very, you know, it sounds like a, well, we're gonna, that's a whole other topic for another day. We're in Colorado. We're here. Right. Oh, this is already heaven? <laughs> I don't, okay, I'm not going to go uh, there. Don't okay, go okay, there. Okay. Right. Dale Haas, you guys have a, you have a, you've got 45 employees. You run an industrial supply company, toolsforconstruction.com. You decided to bring in chaplains. You've got, so you've got chaplains on location, but you also got like, you've got a retail store as well, right? We do. So does it, does it ever happen where your chaplains actually interact with your customers? I mean, has that ever happened by, by chance? I don't know, Stacy. Does it that has, ever happen? No, it hasn't. You need to go shopping. I need to go in there. Oh, I bought stuff okay. from Dale. Yeah, because <laughs> you've, you've got a six thousand square foot showroom right here we in do. Denver. Or is, is it in Denver? Is it in a different city? No, it's in Denver. It's it's by the old Stapleton Airport. When we first started, we were servicing the airlines at Stapleton Airfield after the Second World War, and we never moved. Uh, but the Stapleton closed, and you know it all got rebuilt. So it's completely redone now, mostly residential. So you have a big showroom. What, what can people expect when they come to see you? They can come in and see really cool tools. If you're a guy that's into tools, our showroom is a candy store. Literally, you walk in, we have all of the logos represented around the top, 
and uh, people look around and they start to see, oh, wow, you sell high-quality tools. I can come in. I can talk to somebody that knows about it. Wait, wait, wait. wait. You mean when you walk into the, t- the tool store, there's people that can answer questions? There are people there that can actually talk to you about the tools and figure out what you need, and you can come to them with a, a generic description of a tool, and they'll figure it out for you. You've been running this company now, or you've been part of this company for 33 years. You've been running How many years have you been running the CEO? CEO? Uh, I've been CEO since 2005. Okay, so 14 years. Talk to us about, I mean, do your customers know that Jesus is at the center of the organization as well? It's not something that, you know, we, we don't, I don't have the verse printed on literature or things like that. I think it's uh, that people come to know it with interaction and, and just the way we do business and you know, one-on-one with, with people, I'll share it. And, and not all your employees are Jesus followers, are they? No, no. But, but do they know that it's okay for them not to be a Jesus follower working for Dale Haas? I hope they know that. I, I mean, it's not something that we've ever said. You have to be of a certain faith. It's more like if somebody brings up their faith story, I'll share with them. If somebody's going through something, I'll say, is it okay if I prayed for you? Um, but it's not something that, you know, they have to believe a certain way. You know, I think that that's really just good for our listeners to hear because I think some people struggle. You know, what do I do? How, how do I serve my people well? And that's why we're having this conversation about marketplace chaplains. It's just one of the many ways that you serve your people well and you steward this um, company that you are in charge of. Um, Jim, I wanted to go back to Stacy just for a minute because one of the things okay. I was thinking about this whole thing with chaplaincy and how you are, you're, Stacey, you're able to befriend these women in the workplace and really listen. And, you know, I think that the reason there's a need for that is that unfortunately in our society, the family has broken down. We don't have necessarily, I'm blessed. I have big sisters that I can go to and talk to, but a lot of people don't have someone in their upline necessarily that has um, solid core values or that, you know, really will even take the time that they're not so busy and to have someone that can come alongside and just like you said, you know, if somebody's so busy, you can just stand there and, and wait, you know, and be there and they know that you're available and we don't live in a world like that. So when you started going to, um, AIS, were you, um, did they have to realize that, you know, I mean, did you have to like break the ice? And there was one woman who was defensive and followed me outside one of my first visits and said, let me understand exactly what you do. And I had explained it Mm -hmm. and, and she said, well, where do you get, you know, your advice from? And I said the Bible Mm -hmm. and then she seemed okay with that. Mm -hmm. she said, okay. And I would say she's the one who talked to me the most in the end. Um, and so, but just seeing all the pain that she had from her past, and it's funny how you'll first go and you'll get a little more sharing, a little mm-hmm. more sharing, and then sometimes you'll get someone who just will, can't share enough, and they just, they're just going and going and yeah. going. And I've learned, thanks to Jeff, to really, we have two ears and one mouth. So a lot of times I just listen. Mm-hmm. And they're done and they'll say, I'm so sorry I unloaded on you. And I said, that's what I'm here for. Yeah. That's why I'm here. You can unload on me. And I love you. I think you're fantastic. I think you're an amazing wife, amazing mom, a great worker. You know, I mean, I'll just encourage. Yeah. And they need to hear that. And that to me shows them Jesus without me saying, 
hey, I want you to follow Jesus. I just want to show them, here's what it looks like to be a follower. You know, a person who can handle hard times because they understand the big picture. A person mm -hmm. who can help perspective of what all this means. Even um, one of my accounts, there was a, a man there who was so struggling with finances. I don't even know. He just started, to, I just say hi to him. And he just started going. And I just said to him, hey, we're called to do two things in life. Love our Lord and love our neighbor. Beyond that, just enjoy. It's all going to work out. And so I remember he even said, gosh, thank you. I needed to be reminded of that. But we get caught up in so much garbage. Mm. And so I feel like I'm there just to bring them back. Like, this is not important what you're worrying about. Mm -hmm. This is what's important. Stay focused here. That's awesome. So, and let me just say to husbands, I'm helping you out. Because <laughs> whenever... <laughs> you a, owe. You, you owe Stacy Cleary right any here. Any wives that I chaplain for, I'll just say you're welcome. Because <laughs> they will complain a lot and I'll explain. This is how a guy's thinking about this. And they'll say... At AIS, even one wonderful married woman there would just share it. Hey, we're having a hard time. I have this new position. I'm busier and my husband's having a hard time with it. And I tried to say that makes sense because he feels like he's not doing his part. So mm -hmm. you have to work. And mm -hmm. they take that personally and understand that. And I said, and when he said something around the house, don't just say, oh, thanks, honey. Stand there for a few minutes and say, wow. How did you even do that? That's amazing. You are such an amazing man. Thank you so much. You're the best husband. Clearly, I'm so you've thankful. read Love and Respect. No. You're kidding. No. I have a really good husband, and I love Jesus. And I feel like when you have those two things, because he loves Jesus. Yep. So when you've got that going, I just see from men's perspectives mm -hmm. how much they need from their wives. Uh, Stacy Cleary, love that you shared all this stuff. Dale Haas, it's got to be pretty exciting to know that somebody like that is ministering to your lady employees. Yes, it's very cool. And, and she talks to the guys, too. I mean, mm -hmm. I've had some really good conversations with Stacy, and, and we've talked. I have a daughter that struggles with addiction, and Stacy's been really good, been there for me, and, and even tried to contact my daughter and mm -hmm. uh, help me through that. So. Mm -hmm. Dale, it's been awesome. Dale, 30 seconds or less. Just speak to the audience about living out their faith in their work. What's one piece of advice you can give the listeners today about living out their faith in their job every day? I think you need to be authentic. Be who you are. Don't try and, and preach. Let the way you, you work and treat your employees be what speaks first, not that you're, you're preaching Bible facts or, or doctrine at them. You know, it's who you are and, and treat them well. Jeff Reinhardt, you look like you were bursting again. Go ahead. Oh, I burst all the time. <laughs> I get so excited about this. Yeah. About 75% of all of the conversation that Dale's folks shared with Stacy and Tom as chaplains um, were f children and parenting and family. Sure. All right. That's, so what, that's what people are most worried about. Exactly. So they bring those problems to work. 74% of that, almost 75%, were children, parenting, and family. So these folks, our chaplains, do such a great job in taking that information and, as Stacy said, encouraging and living out that, that uh, ministry. Stacy, as an at-home mom, 
you find time. It's okay. You can still be an at-home mom, be a great wife, and be a chaplain. Absolutely. So My we need what? We need what? More female chaplains. If you love Jesus, come talk to women about him. And Stacy Cleary can lives. give you that testimonial. You can always get a hold of her through mchapusa.com. Stacy Cleary, thanks for being on I Work for Him today. Thank you so much. Dale Haas, thanks for sharing a little bit of your story today, too. Just a little bit more about AIS, toolsforconstruction.com. Thanks for being here today. Thank you. It's been my pleasure. Jeff Reinhardt, again, knocked it out of the park. Just fantastic people just sharing their stories. Love it. If people want to become a chaplain, what website should they go to? MCHAPUSA.com and connect with us. We'd right. be happy to talk with you. Thank you, Jeff Reinhardt. Thank you. You've been listening to I Work For Him with your host, Jim and Martha Brangenberg, as we broadcast from Littleton, Colorado. We're workplace. Our workplace, it's our mission field, but ultimately, I, I work, work for him. him.